are now listening to the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. Here are your hosts, Deontay Epps and Dane Beasley. All right, welcome to episode 13 of the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. If you are watching this, that means technology worked amazingly. Is that a word? No, amazing. And efficiently. You're able to, yeah, efficiently. And you're able to see us on the video. Uh, if you aren't able to see this and you're just listening, then it didn't work. But we're just messing around with things and uh, hopefully this works out. But welcome to episode 13 of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. My name is Deanna. Yes, joined by my buddy, Dane Beasley. What it do, bro? Nothing much, just another day, another dollar. Yeah. Nah, yeah, nah, not really. Cut that out. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, it's cool, man. Um, just ready to... Is is it weird to say that my weekend really hasn't... I feel like my weekend hasn't really started yet. So it's like I'm ready to start the weekend. And I'm not saying it starts with this, but woke up this morning, still didn't feel like a Saturday. I don't know. I guess it's because I've been working from home. It kind of doesn't feel like... Yeah. I'm free, even though my computer is stashed away, closed, powered off, without a charger next to it. Like, I don't know, strange, strange business. But here we are. Strange. We're here, man. We are here, and it's a beautiful Saturday morning. I'm looking at the trees. It's I'm just it's just a blessing. temperature down there. Uh, shoot. Like, let me check my phone. It was in the 50s when I walked out. Yeah, fifty four degrees. So it's nice okay. and brisk. Nice and brisk and um brisk. everything's good. Nice little breeze coming through, you know. So um but yeah, we Dan and I were talking about doing video for a while now and um thought it'd be a nice addition to the podcast along with the audio version that we do, especially to all of our friends and family that you know, we don't really get to see on a regular basis, especially with the uh, virus and quarantine stuff going on. So there's an opportunity for them to see us and also for you. And we have our nice little uh, studio makeshift thing going on. Got my I'm in a, I'm in my son's closet. <laughs> this is not a studio. <laughs> Dane, Dane's in his closet slash studio. I'm in our guest bedroom. So we're just trying to make this work and. Uh, we'll get better at this as it goes along. So other than that, man, I'm, I'm excited. You know, we're 13 episodes in now, bro. And it's, it gets more and more exciting, more and more fun. And it's like, we talked about this for years and to actually see people um, giving us feedback and telling us they like Mm -hmm. to listen and all that good stuff, man. It's just, it's, it's just been fun. We, we we're thankful and supportive. Dane, what do you, what about you, bro? I'm gonna keep it 100 with you, bro. I don't even remember what we did in episode three. Like just thinking about <laughs> it, when you said like we're on the 13th episode, I'm like, wait a minute. I remember the last episode we did. I remember the episode when we interviewed Omar. Mm-hmm. I remember the first episode, and everything else in between is sort of like a blur. So I guess that means to us, maybe we've. I mean we've reached that point where it's like, okay, we're really, how can I put, how, how can I put this in words? We've reached the point where it's like, we've recorded so many of these that they are running together. 
to me. Mm-hmm. And I can I could be completely off here, but it just seems like they're all running together now. But yeah, I mean, here we are. Crazy. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's it's fun. And um, hey, you got a. This is. Oh, never mind. Bro. <laughs> Ain't getting gonna be pranking me even more with this video. Going nah, on. you had a, a. I thought it was a. I thought it was a roll of tissue on, on right behind you, but it was just. A, I thought it was a rug crawling on your bed. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I thought it was some trash on your dresser there, but it's just a Broncos mug. So you... <laughs> and you know what? I'm wearing a Broncos shirt, so just so y'all know, I am. You know, I'm still a Broncos fan. We're gonna get it changed around. This year, ripping for up. the Black Panthers. Hey, <laughs> hey. Wakanda forever. You see, they was clowning my boy Chadwick Boseman, man. Bruh, <laughs> man, he good, man. Chadwick yeah. fine. They were clowning my man, talking about he looked malnourished, and they just stripped the Black Panther powers away from him. And I'm like, man, no, nah, he probably just he looks. He probably looks. Uh, that might be his, you know, his normal weight at 165 or whatever yeah. it is. Or he's he, doing it, or he's doing it for a role. It's, it's, it'll, it's, it's no different than when we were all skeptic about seeing 50 Cent looking real skinny or Matthew McConaughey looking very, very malnourished or who was another person that did? Oh, Christian Bale. When Christian Bale did it, his super weight loss. And then, of course, when he got super big for, was it, was it his playing Dick Cheney, right? Uh yeah, I, I never was playing it, Dick Cheney. Yeah, it was about Dick Cheney. Uh, it's called Vice for those who are curious. That's right, Vice. So, a few days ago, Dane Jalen Green was one of the top prospects coming out in the draft, and Man. he decided, "I'm not going to college. I'm gonna go get this bag." Yeah. No, no, correction. I'm not going to college right now. (laughs) (laughs) So for those that don't know, I'm just going to read the story here from Yahoo. Uh, Shameless plug. Yeah, no plug here. Jalen Green announcing he's bypassing college and joining the NBA's G League for the 2020-21 season. He's attempting to forge a new path for elite prospects. The five-star recruit who's ranked number two in the 2020 high school class by Rivals.com has reached a substantial six-figure deal, sources said, to partner with the G League for a year before entering the 2021 NBA draft where he's a candidate to be the number one overall pick. The G League will create a select team in a designated city with a few roster spots for elite high school players who want to play professionally instead of going to college. The rest of the roster will be made up of veteran players, and then he was also joined by another top pos- prospect, uh, Isaiah Todd. Um, and so both of both of those guys are going to go G League route instead of going to college first. And a lot of people are saying that, you know, it's kind of the death sentence for the NCAA. I wouldn't necessarily go that far, but I would say you will see I more see top it. prospects. Yeah, yeah. I, I would see more... Uh, top prospects like on the level of Zion on the level of those top guys, maybe uh-huh. instead of going one and done at a college would go this route. You know, there's always kids. There are always going to be prospects that are going to choose the college route. Cause not everybody can go 
to G League straight from high school, you know. Right. Like, okay, these guys are going G League. Okay, that leaves me a spot to, you know, go to one of these blue blood blue blood uh colleges um to get my shine on and get my name out there for scouts in the NBA. So Dane, uh how do you feel about this? When I seen it, I thought it was first things first, I had to check the source because a lot of the times when you see stories like this, sometimes they're like, you know, parody parody sports accounts. So when I seen it come from, what's it, ESPN account, Sports Center account, I can't remember who mm-hmm. tweeted, which verified account tweeted. I was like, wait a minute, really? So went and dug deeper and found out it was legit. And I was like, okay, so how's this going to work? And then, of course, you know, they showed the, the cash value and then the opportunity for him to still get school. And, and then, of course, what he wants to do the most, and of course, and that's be competitive. So I'm all yeah. for it. I've always been for if you're ready to go to the, I mean, I know it's not the actual league, but if you're ready to go to the league, I don't think there should be anything that prevents you from going. Uh, basketball is very common. Football, not so much. Um, but I was, I am excited for them. I mean, I am excited about the path this creates for other top athletes. And like you said, it's not going to be an option that's available to everybody, but, you know, those players who are quote unquote NBA ready or have the skill set, have them the mindset or mature enough. Um, of course, they have that opportunity to, to go and take the routes that Green and Todd may or are taking right now. Plus, right now with everything being shut down the way that it is, it kind of provided. I'm assuming it would probably provide those two, uh, you know, a, a a place, a time and a place to think about it about their options that they have. So. Shout out to them for being trailblazers. Right. No and I didn't mention that. And you, you touched on it a little bit uh, about them being able to get opportunity to go to college after they're done. Mm-hmm. So that's a big, big deal um, for the main people that say, you know, to go to college, get education. If you're a top nice. prospect, let's, let's just be real here. You're top prospect. NBA is, I mean, they're they going to want you. Right. So, yeah. Oh yeah. For them to be able to still have the opportunity to um after their playing days are done or you know if something happens god forbid they tear the ACL or something where mm-hmm. they have a career ending injury they can always fall back on the education part uh yeah to to rely on. So that is that is a big deal. So it, like I said, I think it'll it'll I think it's going to be good for those top prospects, but it's not going to be the death of college basketball, man. It's it's no, so many, right. It's so many guys um, that's going to be ready or to fill in those spots. And there's so many athletes in this sport. So, you know, NCAA is going to move on, but you know, we, we talked about this as well. We have our gripes with the NCAA and what they have in there. I won't call it. What's the right word? Uh, they're set in their ways as far as... Right. This is the way that we've always done it, so this is the way that we're going to do it. Yeah. I I want to say old man syndrome, but I don't know if that's the right term I'm looking for. But they're... It's kind of yeah, ages, like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. They, they're set in their ways, and, you know, they're slow to adjust to what what's going on right now in 2020. So uh, happy yeah. for these guys, and you'll probably see more top prospects go this route um yeah there was another tweet that i was looking for right here 
I switched to my phone because the Wi-Fi is kind of spotty right now. Yeah, from uh, Tim McMahon, who was quote quote tweeting uh, Woj. Woj has said, uh, he says, as NBA NBA PA talks on eliminating one and done remain stalled, strengthening the pro pathway initiative became even more important to Adam Silver. For those who don't know, Adam Silver is the commissioner for the NBA. He said, in many ways, this is a bridge to that eventual day. LaMelo Ball and RJ Hampton signing in Australia accelerated these changes. So last year, LaMelo and RJ Hampton were two other big prospects who went uh, the pro route instead of going to college. And so they went overseas to ball one year. So what the NBA is trying to do is bring those kids from going overseas to keeping them here in the States and connecting them with that NBA bridge to uh, strengthen, of course, the NBA brand and to keep that unified group of athletes together. And there was, I think I was watching the herd yesterday or day before. And Joy Taylor has said something about how um, LeVar ball kind of set the standard back. uh, Was that two years ago? People can say what they want about LeVar, but he's got vision. The dude's got vision. The NBA was smart. They tried to find a way to get him on payroll, some sort of consultant or something. Yeah, he laid that. I went, he kind of laid the bricks to mm-hmm. the pathway because he came out with the, was it the JBA? Yeah. I think that was the name of his. So, yeah. All I remember is the big, the big baller brand is the only thing I remember. Triple yeah. B. But basically he, he had this initiative where he had this, his own league mm-hmm. of young prospects that didn't want to go to college and wanted to ball and get their name out there. So this is kind of what he had in his mind and he put it, put forth the plan years ago. So, yeah. um, yeah, shout out to shout out to Lavar because you know people talk about him. I mean, of course, sometimes he's brash. What he says, yeah, his bravado type. He's just selling a product at the end of the day. All you got to think about is he's selling a. You can agree or disagree, but the dude's just trying to sell a product. That's all it is. Yeah. That's all it I is. I agree. I agree. But so, you know, this what you were saying earlier though, it's not going to be the death of the NCAA, but it definitely is going to put some pressure on them to change up their ways just to get with the times and shout out to the NBA. There's, there's a lot of professional leagues that do right by the players, but it's another thing to try not to. What's the best way? It's another thing to be on the progressive side of things like the NBA is trying to do. Now they still have, you know, room to grow in other areas, but I think they're going about the right way of providing a different Avenue for players. um, Especially considering the times right now. There ain't no right. telling when, when everything's going to open back up. So who's to say that we don't even get a, you know, a college season for any sport. So. Mm, that's true. That's true, brother. You know, we're in the quarantine right now. So everybody's on their phone constantly. And a lot of, it sparks up a lot of debate. Mm-hmm. It sparks up a lot of who is better than who it's, it's, we're in a time, you know, we don't have sports on TV, so we like to create scenarios. We talk like about TV. something. Yeah. Even if you're horribly and right? terribly wrong. <laughs> so uh take it away, Deontay. It started. Yeah. Let let me let me go back. I'm going through like these tweet threads to find the connection of how this all started. Right. Okay. So I think I found where it started. Was it McCarman? So yeah, but it's 
before before McCall, he quote tweeted somebody who quote tweeted somebody. So I'm going down the the rabbit hole. Oh, okay, I got will. you. I got you. All right, so the checkdown is uh, another sports account, right? They always tweet sports videos, sports stats, and stuff like that. And so they had tweeted this graphic of Kyler Murray. The graphic says, the greatest high school quarterback ever, question mark. And these are uh, Kyler Murray stats in high school. His This graphic, what it's saying, is showing his accomplishments in high school. Mm-hmm. So it says 43-0 and record, 43-0. and Three state titles, 186 total touchdowns, and 2014 Player of the Year. And five right? foot nine. So that's the that, yeah, <laughs> right. And we all we know we all know who Kyler Murray is. He was that guy in high school at, in Allen, Texas, right? So that was the original tweet. Right. Was from Checkdown, and then Mike Evans, receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, big facts quote tweeted. Yeah, he quote tweeted that and said, Texas high school football is the best and quarterback the hardest position. So I guess Kyler Murray is the best high school player ever. So he was agreeing with what Checkdown was saying with the graphic. He's giving him his props. Giving him his props. Right, right. So Miko Hardiman. And then some feelings got hurt. (laughs) Yeah, Miko Hardiman is the receiver for the Chiefs all-around player, rookie last year, balled out. He quote tweeted and said, Texas football is not the best with the shrugs emoji. And then your boy, Des Bryant, Dane, he quoted Miko. He said, love you, brother, but you are crazy. Texas by far has the best football ever. And then Miko, Miko replied to him and said, LOL, I'll take an all-star team from Georgia and beat an all-star team from Texas any day. I, You know what? I can... You just end the conversation right there. It's the only question I have is who's stopping Adrian Peterson? That is the only – really, we have an all-star team made up by each state. Who's stopping Adrian Peterson? That's all. Yeah. We we talked about this earlier in this, this same podcast about players in the NBA. I mean, NBA bodies, they're more – it's easier for people to see the transition from a high school basketball player straight to the NBA versus the high school football player straight to the NFL. The body type, the body mass, it's not there. Speed, strength, you know, reaction, patience, all that stuff. There has been plenty of arguments, plenty of justified arguments made that Adrian Peterson is probably one of the only or one of the more recent football players that could have gone straight from high school to the pros. But that's a tangent. My apologies. Pro proceed, brother. Yo, you good. You good. And so the check down, you know, hopped back in on it and uh they put up two graphics. Stir the pot. And said the state of Georgia <laughs> right, the state of Georgia versus the state of Texas, who you got? So on the and I know there's plenty of more athletes, probably some I can't even name off the top of my head. Oh yeah. The the quote or the graphic from Georgia of NFL players was uh, Ty, uh, Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. Miko, uh, Nick Chubb, Kenyon Drake, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, Deshaun Watson, Alvin Kamara, and Cam Newton. That was on the Georgia graphic. Cam! And then on the Texas graphic, you had Mike Evans, Manuel Sanders, 
Cortland, Cortland Sutton, Kyler Murray, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, and Adrian Peterson. And there are plenty more. I can name Andrew Luck when he was in the league. He's from Texas. Uh, Matthew Stafford, he's from Texas. Just – and I know we're from Texas. Yeah. But it's – It's Texas. <laughs> yeah. It's Texas. I have – I saved some graphics also on my phone, Dane. <laughs> Smart. And – it's a map. It's a map of where all the NFL players are from. What state? Um, let me guess before Most you say. Before you say, it, I'm a. I'm a guess just to try to try to make this a little fair. In no particular order, California, Florida, Texas, Georgia, Ohio, Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no particular order, but yeah, the top number one is Florida with two hundred twenty six, California one ninety seven, Texas one seventy five, uh, Ohio or Georgia one twenty four, Ohio eighty five, and then after that is North Carolina, Pennsylvania and Illinois, and uh, Louisiana sixty five too, but yeah, that's you got it nail on the head, but it's Texas, bro. I, yeah. It's Texas, <laughs> and they made a show, a movie, and a show based off Texas football. That's how big Texas or football is in Texas. Correction: What show are you talking about? You talking about Friday Night Lights? You talking about Friday Night Tikes? Because think about it, <laughs> they made a little league a, football show, a little league about Texas or in Texas. So that lets you know. That lets you know everything you need to know about. The religion that is football in the state of Texas, yeah. unfortunately. And I understand Miko is just repping for a state, obviously. He's, he's, any, any, they got any, him against the ropes, and he's fighting yeah. back. He's fighting back. He's yeah. swinging and everything, but it's not one of he's those. He's trying to swing away. Nah. He's trying to swing away, but it's it's uh it's Texas, man. Yeah. Now, if you a better argument could be Texas against Florida or California. Now, there's a good argument. To be said on North because they, I think they play all star games, high school all star games all the time between those three states. But right. it's 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 Texas, and I can't it's Texas. I can't find it, but there was another mention of the players drafted last year. How is upwards towards seventy or eighty that came out of the city of Houston alone versus the sixty or so that came out of Georgia last year? Yeah. Uh, I can't find. It was a current player oh, from my yeah man. I got you. Oh, I got oh, you. Oh. I actually, I actually screenshotted oh. that. <laughs> okay, with the assist. We're, we're, look, we're here. We're here for the people, Dan. You know, we, we do what we gotta do, bro. <laughs> so, uh, it says, I don't know. Oh, some guy at the no. I don't. No, see he plays. For, he plays for the I University of Miami. He plays for the U. The guy that I seen that compiled it, he plays for you. Oh, okay. Okay. I when I screenshotted it, I cut off his name. Wow. But it said last year there were eighty eight guys from the whole state of Georgia in the NFL. From the city of Houston alone, there were seventy four. <laughs> that yeah. should be the end of the argument right there. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's crazy. So seventy four guys from Houston in the NFL, eighty eight from Georgia. Georgia. So, Texas, of course, Texas is bigger, but I mean, 
you even even the players I named on that graphic, I would take in a game over the players in that graphic from Georgia. Drew Brees, Adrian Peterson, uh, Kyler Murray, Mike Evans, those that weren't on the graphic, I would name Matt Stafford. There are so many more guys there's a lot. I would take over those there's Georgia a lot. guys. But and that's this is no this is no diss to Georgia athletes or athletes anywhere else. We're just simply comparing I would say apples to apples, but it's really not because the, the breed of athlete from the state of Texas just it's, there's no comparison. But anyways, the yeah. there's no diss to any Georgia athletes or whatever the sport you all play in Georgia that's called football, that you call football. No diss at all. It's just saying that here down here in Texas, it's just different. Yeah. Hey, if y'all disagree – if y'all disagree with us, let let us know. Add us. Hit us up. Like, no, nah, man, I'm from Georgia. You know we're about to get flamed. Better than Texas. You know. Hey, let us know. Ah, found him. The name is Ryan Ragone. From, uh, he's a linebacker yeah, at, yeah. Uh, at the U. Since you cut off the dude's name, get my man's his oh, credit. Oh, you know what? I, yeah. I actually saw his name right here. I just missed it. Oh, correction. Let me double down on that point, if you don't mind, Deontay. Go ahead. And the tweet says, and I quote, since I see a lot of people saying quality over quantity, and those numbers don't matter if they ain't elite. There are 30 Hall of Famers from Texas compared to Georgia's nine. Of those 30, 15 are the NFL are on the NFL all-time team compared to Georgia's four. And then, of course, he follows up with, honestly, we all know it should be Texas versus Florida. Georgia's not even in this conversation. It's not to say you don't have athletes. It just means that, you know, the better ones come from Texas. Yep. Last episode, Dane, we talked about the NFL teams releasing some jerseys. It was the Falcons and Bucks we talked about last time. Um, I think the Colts came out with their new ones. They kind of tweaked them a little bit. They got a new little secondary logo. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh. And then the Browns came out with – uh, their new jerseys, uniforms, uh, throwback to you know their classic ones. They look the same. Say. And there was, yeah, it, it, little tweaks here and there. Um, and then we still got the Patriots supposed to drop theirs on Monday. Uh, the Chargers still have new jerseys that are coming out that are supposed to be amazing. Mm. You know, um, and then uh, there was one more team, the Rams. I think just because the both teams are moving into a new stadium, they want to go off fresh. So, yeah, you said something pretty interesting, really, on your theory. Yeah, oh, about yeah, why all these jersey things are happening. What do you What do you think? So it all comes down to the money, the money, the dollar dollar bill, the Benjis, mm-hmm. the narrow lettuce, the cheddar. It, it all comes down to the money. We are all sitting at home. Well, we're supposed to be in the state of Texas, of course. We're supposed to be all at home or correction, in Dallas County. I'm Dallas County. We're supposed to be at home, you know, chilling, social distancing, staying away, not huddling in groups of no more than 10 people. Of course, and if you're out in public, you're not supposed to be within a six-foot distance from the next person. Right. With that said, if you're at home, what are you going to do? You're going to be online more. If you're online more, you're probably going to be watching TV. If you're on TV more, or if you're watching TV more, you probably see a lot more advertising. 
If you see a lot more advertising, what is that going to make you want to do? It's going to make you want to shop. And one of the greatest, I can't say invention. I don't know if it was invented. I, I don't know. But one of the greatest things ever invented was online shopping because, of course, you don't have to leave your house. You can just pull out your phone or get on your laptop and find what you want and order as many as you want. And boom, they'll send it to you. And they even have this beautiful, wonderful, fancy thing called Amazon Prime. You order it, like, let's say before 12 o'clock, you might get it within the next hour, two hours, or something like that. So I said all that to say this. We're bored. The folks who run the organizations in the NFL and the NBA, they're bored too. So they want to probably just capitalize off of our boredom. And the best way to do that is to make sure that they have a product that we want or that their fan base wants. And if they know that I'm sitting at home, why not market this brand new jersey and put out a minute and 30 second long, you know, highlight of people prancing around in, in jerseys with hip hop in the background? That's just the thing. But that's there's more to it. Let me fully put on my tinfoil do-rag. Mm, 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 mm. So we're all quarantined. Well, we're all stuck at home for the most part. Uh, many people. Many of our most intelligent minds in the world have assumed that there's going to be a huge baby boom in the next few months. And of course, if there's a huge baby boom in the next few months and we're going to return back to normal in the next few months, those babies are going to need some clothes. And guess what? Those babies are going to be born during football season. But guess what? What better way to sell more product? <laughs> it's all about the product. What better way to sell more product that you have more fans to cater to? And the best way that you can take advantage of catering to fans is advertising to fans while everyone's on this social distancing, quarantine, can't go outside lockdown. We're all human. We know that the only way the humans get here is by other humans. So, that being said, this is just a golden opportunity for the NFL to probably just push more jersey sales. And I know that sounds kind of ridiculous, but as crazier things have been thought up and brainstormed by people wearing tinfoil do rags. I just thought it was kind of mm-hmm. interesting because I don't remember the last time we've had so many jersey jersey changes. Yeah, and I don't know how much of it has to do with the new CBA or whatever, but it just a lot of it, like, I didn't even know the Browns were coming out with New Jersey's, like, and that just randomly happened. And then, of course, you know, we talked about it last episode with the Falcons and, and the Bucks. Um, so, I don't know. That's just my fun, that's my fun theory. Nothing serious about it. It's just a joke, so don't take it personal. Yeah, yeah so. They ain't always got to be serious at all. There's nothing to do with that. When you said that in the group chat, we all started thinking, like, hmm, that doesn't sound too wild of a theory um you know you know what drives everything is yeah, money. money so if you're gonna lose out on would, ticket sales the best thing you could do is make up for that revenue that lost revenue by putting out a bunch of jerseys so yeah why not why not judging hey, well i shoot everything you said in the argument you'll see more jerseys rolling out and product revenue well and, you know, especially with the uncertainty of the game coming back, if, you know, they got to drive up the revenue and get the money any way they can. Mm-hmm. So 
why not get jerseys and especially what's they already said Tom Brady's jerseys skyrocketing it to the top. It's already at the top. And with them getting the new jerseys, probably just double that. So Poor Chris uh, Godwin. And most of those new jerseys have or new teams or teams that have new uniforms have new players, big time players. The Chargers got Chris Harris from us. Uh you okay? I don't know if the Brown <laughs> We're gonna be all right. We're gonna be all right. We're gonna be all right. Um but yeah, your your argument, bro, I would not I would it sounds probably I mean, something that there are some holes in it for there there are plenty of holes in it though. I'm not gonna sit here and say that you know that the argument is complete foolproof, but those videos were recorded probably months ago, maybe weeks ago before this whole thing got to the level or before COVID nineteen got to the level where it's at. So there's no telling. I'm, yeah. I'm you know, just spit it was just spitballing. So please don't take it seriously. Yeah. That big of a deal. It's just a I like it. Just a theory. I like it, bro. So we are less than a week away from the first round of the NFL draft. And we already talked about our feelings about what's going on with the draft virtually and stuff. So we on what Thursday? Thursday night is round one. Thursday night, crazy. So, We're already here. Yeah. <laughs> we already here. So we are going to talk about some of our favorite draft moments. Um, I I thought about this one a while. For me, I don't remember. I don't remember who that guy was, Dane. What guy? It was from a year ago from the Falcons. Tag McKinley. You know what I'm talking about no, no, no. Was McKinley? Yeah, Tag McKinley. It was two or three years ago. Yeah, got drafted and dropped. Was the F bomb on stage? With the yeah. He said, "Let's." He said, "Let's have him go." Yeah, let's go. Yeah. And I can only imagine what type, what type of energy and excitement, you know, probably through the roof for these athletes, the lifelong dream, getting drafted. That was a crazy and fun moment. And then uh, the the other one is more geared towards uh, how history changed so many things. So I, one in particular is with my favorite team, uh, John Elway in 93 got drafted by the Colts, Baltimore Colts got traded to, <laughs> I already see your face, got traded to uh, Denver. And then the rest was history. Towards the end of his career, he gave us two Super Bowl rings on his way out. And more often than not, and I think you'll see this this year in the draft, a bunch of trades. And that's going to decide the fate of a lot of, and more I'm, more, I'm more talking about the signal callers, the quarterbacks. You got a bunch of top prospects this year with uh, Tua, uh, Joe Barrow, Jordan Love, um, Herbert. Who am I missing? Bust. Guys, go ahead. Oh, I said bust. You said oh, bust. I thought you said plus. But uh, I don't know. I think you see a lot of trades at the top of the draft mainly because there's quarterbacks and quarterback needy teams. And so you'll see a lot of the teams go up. And so kind of like with the, what I talked about with John Elway and then um, back in the day, Eli Manning and Phillip Rivers, that trade you know, oh, changed him, the path. Him okay. forcing his way out of being right. a charger. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if we'll see um, like a, a force out, but I'm just talking about in general uh, players uh, careers being changed by teams moving up, moving down. So uh, I've seen some mock drafts 
and like a bunch of mock drafts are, or obviously mock drafts are different from person to person, but there's a lot of variety as far as who gets picked where and what teams get them. So I just think with this draft, we already know it's going to be virtual. So that's one thing that's definitely different about it. And then two, I think we'll see a lot more uh, trades than we usually see in the, in the top half of the draft because there's so many quarterback needy teams and um, there are a lot of good quarterback prospects out there. So I know I kind of mixed that segment with memorable and how it can compare with this year. So let you, let you flow, man. It looked like you was on your thing. So I was like, all right, all right. I, I see where you're going. I see where you're going. Never mind. I don't know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, bro. So uh, what, what do you think about that? Uh, my first immediate thoughts about or favorite memorable draft memories. Number one would probably be. Hmm. I was super excited when we got Des Bryant. Super yeah. excited. Um, probably not my most memorable. Mm-mm. I had to go with memorable. I say probably the uh, 2014 draft because mm-hmm. I I just swore I just knew the Cowboys are taking Jalen Ramsey at number four. I just knew they were. I just knew they were. There there was no way. I, I don't know. That is probably the most memorable one because it's. I mean, it's the the bets that I was making with you know friends and family bets and stuff. The bets yeah. I was making with them and roommates and going on Facebook declaring, "Oh man, I can't wait till we you know you know play him out at and you know weak side linebacker have him in the box and then you go out and you know cover the number one receiver like I, all this random stuff and then boom." With the number four pick of the 2014 NFL draft, the Cowboys select Ezekiel. Because I think he said it. He, he said it weird. He said it weird the first. I was like, wait, who? He's Ezekiel Elliott. I was like, oh, okay. I was cool. I was kind of cool with it because, you know, we at the time, I think, no, nah, I think Demarco Murray. We, you know, that ship sailed. Um, was the it was a disaster that 2013 2014 season um i mean it wasn't a disaster just didn't go the way that nobody wanted it to go but we were just sure that romo was we were gonna with a running back a bill a true bell cow four down or three down running back we would be contenders again at least that's what our thought process is every single year but of course i mean i was okay with it but it still wasn't my first pick one of my favorite draft moments was probably the 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 laramie tonsil deal with the gas mask mm. like leaking and going viral like just moments before the like like that was probably the craziest moments somebody yeah. was out to get him bro yeah, I think it was his, what is it, his dad that tweeted or something like that? Or I can't What's remember it? how it got I don't out. Remember. I don't so remember if it was his for, dad or something. For some... those that don't know, Laramie, Laramie Tunzel, what what year was that? What Two years 20... ago? Mm, let me double check. I don't remember. I, I do remember that's probably. Uh, Laramie Tunzel was, uh, he went to, was he at Ole Miss? Yeah, 
the Ole Miss to Miami. Ole Miss then, tackle, course, offensive tackle. Moments for, before the draft, like maybe an hour or so before the draft, uh, there was a – 2016. Uh, yeah, and was it a picture or a video? That was a, definitely a picture. Okay, it was a picture <laughs> of Larry Tunzel in a gas mask, uh, apparently like uh, smoking some some – some good stuff maybe he was uh smoking some <laughs> marijuana maybe yeah and so that leaked on social media right before the draft and allegedly yeah oh no no i lied you were right it was a video yeah so basically the the video leaked out before the draft and it it cost him some 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 dollar bills and yeah uh, that was a crazy moment forgot about that the draft is coming up thursday give us some entertainment Give us something to look forward to. Um, And then Sunday, this weekend, Sunday night, finally getting that long-awaited Last Dance Jordan documentary. uh, Man. It's going to be a doozy. They're dropping two episodes per week for five weeks. So this weekend will be episodes one and two. Um, And then I saw a funny joke on social media, Dane. They were talking about, how Jordan got emotional during, you know, the interviews and they were saying he wanted to take a break between him getting emotional. And I saw somebody saying, yeah, he don't want to get memed again. At the, the homegoing celebration for Kobe. And then yeah. of course the Hollywood, was it the Hall of Fame no. accepted? Yeah. yeah. Boy. Yeah. So he's got a few like, out there. Yeah. He don't want to get memed again, so he's taking breaks between. And then he also came out with a comment and said that after watching this documentary, people might see him in a different light. Or it was, it's too I late, bro. I can't remember what he, he said. Something like, uh, that might he, he's a afraid bad guy, of something like that." Yeah, see him in a negative light. I was like, "That's way that that ship has set sail a long time ago, G." Yeah, long well, time a ago. Lot of, well, dang, a lot of people don't know that. You know, competitive, petty, uh, asshole that he kind of was back in the day. So kind of is. <laughs> yeah, he's about competitive. Like I, when he said those comments, I laughed because like, bro, don't have to worry about that because everybody already thinks that about you. Like <laughs> when there was a viral video that came out, there was like a hundred kids at one of his little camps he had, and I like, somebody said yeah. like, if he makes it. Or if he misses it, Chris yeah, Paul's camp. yeah. If, if you miss it, then all these kids, you know, get free shoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that man said, "Boy, MJ did not miss a shot. <laughs> None but he net. did not miss a shot. He did not miss a shot, bro. Um, what what other things are you kind of expecting or wanting to learn or something well, you may not know?" We're watching this documentary. There's two things. One, there's a bunch of unseen footage from the run that, that hasn't surfaced or been, you know, shown to anybody except for, of course, people in the background. I'm looking forward to that. Two, or actually, I got three points. Two, nostalgia. I love retro nostalgia, like because you know that was that was you know we were of course we were kids, but we grew up in that yeah. that era, that '90s, that late '90s era of you know. Mike being the face of the NBA. Like everybody wanted to be Mike. It was in first grade, wanted to be Mike. Didn't know why, but just because, or of course, Space Jam, you know, the, the Jays, and just he was every, he was 
the embodiment of basketball. So yeah, that I, I can't wait to relive that nostalgia, you know, or have that just flowing through. Like, man, I remember that. Like, you're gonna see so many different, you know, advertisements. You're gonna see so many different logos that don't look the same. Like, of course, back in the nineties, looked a lot different. And it's like, whoa, like, so that. And of course, lastly, just, uh, just the perspectives from all the celebrities. Because yeah. you know they're gonna have the interviews from you know from current NBA players, presidents, you know, talk show people, dudes that do podcasts. Unfortunately, not us. Um, so <laughs> they didn't hit us want, up for this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no hard feelings. Just kidding. But had anything to add? Anyways, I, I don't know. I wouldn't have had anything to add. I don't remember anything back then right. like that. But um, but most mostly that's it, man. I just yeah, and you know, this is aside from the draft. This is going to be COVID nineteen Super Bowl. <laughs> like you, and when you think about, because we were, we didn't, you know, we're probably not going to get the Olympics. You know, we didn't get, you know, March Madness. Well, we got, we got it. it just came in a different format. We we didn't get, yeah. you know. We didn't get the satisfaction of seeing a lot of things. So this gets to be the, you know, the big showdown, this documentary. Yeah. So excited about that. Jay. Yeah, that that's a great point. You know, not having it's some t- type of sports entertainment that, you know, we all care about. And I think that even makes it more. I know it's Jordan and the Bulls already, but having it right now and dropping it right now with there's nothing going on besides, you know, the NFL draft. But I think we talked about it even a few episodes ago when they were teasing that it could come out early. Mm-hmm. This is going to break records, man. Everybody's going to be tuning in Sunday night. Yep. Everybody's going to be tweeting about it. Everybody's going to be posting about it. It's it's just going to be on another level on that sense. And I don't know if you got to see it, but five uh, not five. A few days ago, they dropped five minutes from the first episode. It was on social media, watch it. and it, it automatically captivated you. It was talking about. I mean, because obviously, you you mentioned it. We were kids during this run, so mm-hmm. that's that's one of the main things. But we knew, I, we still knew we wanted to be like Mike, even though we were kids. Right. Like we, crazy. Right. Like the way you and I know about sports now. We we obviously weren't on that level then. We just knew Michael Jordan. You know, we he he was the best. We knew that. Yep. But to be able to see the background behind the scenes, look the day to day, the personalities, um, you kind of we can kind of get a better uh, perspective of how things were then. And to go back to that five minutes that they showed. So basically, what this documentary is it's not of michael jordan's career it's going to focus on that last um championship season that they had and uh it it was explaining the little teaser was explaining how you know they had won five titles uh already but the gm was the one button heads with everybody uh button heads with mike the stars because he (laughs) believed he was the reason chicago was winning and not Michael, and not Phil Jackson. Jerry Jones? 
<laughs> I thought you were telling a story about the 90s cowboys. I was like, wait a minute. This sounds way too familiar. My bad. This guy's name escapes, this guy's name escapes me, but uh, it's already Thomas. setting the stage for that battle that's going to happen. And uh, it's just, I'm just excited and pumped to kind of get yeah. the behind the scenes look the, of it. The, the ego um, collision. Right. The fall um, of a dynasty. Yeah. So. That's going to drop Sunday evening at 8. First episode's at 8, I want to say. 8, and then they following it up at 9. One of those. But, yeah, tune into that. And, of course, next episode, we're going to dive into the first two episodes for sure and uh, recap it like how we would do any show that we like. So, oh, yeah. tune into that. Something to look forward to. And uh, previously, we were talking about the NFL draft, Dane, and NFL draft moments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how it's going to be different this year with the virtual draft. And so last night, Friday night, I um, I tuned into the WNBA draft because it it was virtual, too. And so mm-hmm. personally, well, that was one of the reasons. First, I'm a Baylor Bear alum and fan. And so three of the top or. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. Humble, bra- humble brag on the uni real quick, no. G. Yeah, <laughs> we had we had some girls that you know could have been drafted. Dominant. Two for sure. Yeah, two yeah. for sure getting drafted. One maybe got drafted. And they all got drafted uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and so I wanted to tune in because of that, obviously. And then the other reason, like I was saying, I wanted to see how the virtual draft would look on television, how they were doing things, and I, of mm-hmm. course, I believe the NFL was probably tuned in to it to kind of get a glimpse of okay, taking notes, stealing ideas. How, Right, right. And so I think a report had came out that they were doing a, a mock draft Monday to kind of get a basis of how things are going, which is it's good. Sure. It's important. I'm glad they're doing that because we talked about it last episode, how those technical things need to get worked out. So hopefully they do all that. But I watched the WNBA draft yesterday. It's mind-blowing. It's a billion-dollar industry. How – I'm sorry. My bad. Continue. My bad. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was just frustrated. Like, how do you not, how can you not build this out with little to no errors, with as much revenue comes from your product? Like, I just don't understand it. Like, there's so many intelligent minds behind the NFL as a product that you guys can't figure out a way to make a selection process of your potential employees without error. Is that yeah. what we're at? Well, I think that's what, that's what I think this mock draft is for the, to ensure that nothing bad happens or nothing crazy happens. And I like, obviously we don't want, it almost seems like it should be postponed. <laughs> we talked about that already, Dane. Okay. Leave the past in the past. My bad. Leave the past in the past. No, I'm messing with you. Uh, but back to the WNBA My part. Uh, I just kind of wanted to see how the presentation was, how, you know, yeah, the nicks and nannies of it. So for those that don't Nerd. know, the, yeah, I nerded out. I did it for the pod, though, so I can relay it to the people, bro, to the people. Um, But so the – WNBA has 12 teams, so it's like three rounds of 12 picks, which, you know, it went by really fast. And um, they had the top prospects in their homes. And 
what what was weird to me and a lot of people tweeted about it some of the top prospects had like the professional ESPN camera in their home they had an ESPN microphone so they could interview them mm-hmm. and then other prospects had like either an iPhone in front of them or um it wasn't professional you know so the wi-fi type thing was going in and i was hard to hear so a lot of people were tweeting i tweeted about how i was curious as to why some had the espn stuff and some didn't i don't know if they just like hey we're just gonna pick these prospects or they didn't have i don't i doubt that they didn't have enough because it's espn cherry picking they got resources yeah they got resources maybe they i don't know i i just don't know so uh that was a thing that I thought was interesting about it. But for the most part, it went well. Um, you know, they interview prospects maybe through uh, Zoom, through some, maybe through just straight telefeed from the uh, ESPN thing. But overall, I think it went well. And I'm sure uh, NFL took notes on uh, how they want certain things to go. Hopefully Monday when they do this mock thing, it'll it'll work out fine. We'll, we'll see. see. We will definitely see. All right, and we are now to the nerdy part of our podcast, the stuff part. We put our nerd pants, our nerd hat, and thinking cap, and we talk about fun comic book, movie, video game type stuff. And Dane, 
the Fantastic Four movies from the past few years have been trash. Can we agree on that? We can partially agree on that. Yes. You said partially? We can partially agree on that. Oh. In, inform me on the partial part. Did you like a Fantastic Four? I think they got... I think the original ones, they got the casting. Oh, you can make the argument they got the casting right in both of them. It just was cheesy slash corny. The execution. Okay. But, of course, it was the one of the first... No, I'm not going to give them any credit. It could have been a lot better, but at the same time, this is what we this is what we had. And 20 years from now, we're looking at them. Like, wow, we actually went to the movies to see this crap. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't stand the yeah. test of time, like yeah. any of the actual especially, MCU films will. Yeah, especially with what we've seen the past few years compared to that. And so, um. The deal that Fox or Disney made with Fox allowed a lot of Marvel properties to come back to Marvel. And so now Marvel Studios can actually start making movies a part of the MCU. And there was a report that came out, Dane, that our boy Jim Halpert from The Office, a.k.a. John Krasinski, had a meeting with Marvel Studios for a potential MCU project. And there have been a lot of memes, tweets from years ago when they first announced that, you know, Fantastic Four was finally going to be a part of the MCU, that John Krasinski was the perfect fit to play Mr. Fantastic. And he, and even in the comics, uh, the comic book character, like, if you see this particular picture that they I They favor each other. They, they yeah. favor one another. They That's do. what I was trying to say. They really yeah. do. Um, I don't know, but, though, man. I don't, I don't know, though. As, okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm. I'm gonna hold my thought. I'm gonna hold it right here. I'm gonna let you proceed, okay. brother. Okay, we'll get to. Ah, <laughs> but no, I'm playing. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, for me, I, I, I believe that. Well, there was an interview a while back that he said he'd be interested in joining MCU and about Mister Fantastic and the Fantastic Four in general. So, I could see it. I honestly think it's a perfect fit because he looks like him. We know he, we know that he can act. Uh, I have not seen a quiet place yet. I think you have, right, Dane? No, I haven't. I started it, but I couldn't oh. finish it because it was like, wait Apparently, a minute, quiet the whole time. Right? He directed that movie, and so it got a lot of praise and, um, you know, accolades, and so <laughs> I think. If he were to come to the MCU, he'd be able to direct as well. But I think I think he's a good, perfect fit. He looks like him. We know he can act. Uh, I think it might be a little too good to be true as far as MCU seeing everybody tweet about, hey, get this guy. We want him. We want him. Yeah. For them to be able to go in a different direction. The, but the fan cast. Right, the fan cast type thing. So I, I personally, me, I would love to see him in there. I like him. I, I like him personally, and I think it would be a good fit. I don't know about the rest of the Fantastic Four, but I think he'd be a good fit for Mr. Fantastic. What do you think? Have you seen uh have you seen Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime? No, I have not. Yes. I know, okay. man. I know. He of course he's the the lead role in the Jack Ryan series. Has two seasons on Amazon Prime. You should watch it whenever you get a chance. He fits the mold for this action investigative suspense type of drama field 
undercover, going overseas, taking down bad guys type of role. It's just my only issue with it is like Richard Reed is he's a scientist. I don't know. It, it just I don't want to force. I'm not paying for anything, but I if I was the person in charge of you know finding the actress for these roles or casting or whatever the casting director I think that's what they're called or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know. It just kind of feels like a reach. I mean, he looks the part, but I don't know. Maybe he I'm just overthinking. Play the character himself is what yeah. that's a good take. I didn't think about because I don't. I don't. I don't read the comics for Marvel. You know, I I just I was born not born. I dived into the MCU and Marvel through the movies, not through the comic books. And so we actually seen Fantastic Four twice on screen. And I don't even know those actors that played uh, Mr. Fantastic. But I think that he's versatile in the ability to play that role. No, he's got the range. He's um, definitely got the range. Yeah. It's just, it just like, for me, it just seems... I don't know. It just maybe I'm just overthinking but, and like see yeah, him. Yeah, think oh, about right. it like this. If you like correction, this, if you've so. seen Jack Ryan, you might know what I'm talking about. But since you haven't yeah. seen it, I'm yeah. sitting here looking like I'm like 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 a fool trying to explain myself. And I guess what I'm trying throughout the past ten or so years, twelve years now for Marvel MCU, they the casting has been perfect, near perfect for oh, yeah. all the roles, right? You would think like Robert Downey Jr. Who else could have played that role of Tony Stark? Who else could have been Captain America besides Chris Evans? You know, Chris, I think Chris they've Wright. done a <laughs> he auditioned he for tried, it. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm just thinking like they haven't missed or like those big roles. I feel like they've done a good job of putting that character. Putting... <sighs> they had a partial. They had a partial miss with the whole you know, me know. Terrence Howard and Don Cheadle. Oh. That I mean, I'm not not counting oh, that as a miss. They, they, but... they missed on, or was it just Terrence? How you just feel like Terrence Howard dropped the ball himself? Uh well, if I'm not mistaken, well, that is not so much as a bad cast. It's just like as a person that has a knack for wanting to see the same person in a in a movie or in a sequence of movies, it's just weird seeing like a different actor. Like it's the same thing with uh, what's his face? Um. Incredible Hulk is it? No, Knowlton. That dude's name. Who are you talking about? Hulk, the guy from Incredible Hulk. Oh, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Nah, what's the other guy's name? I want to say it's a. No- he was in. Oh, uh, Fight Club. The one that played him before. Yeah, he was in Fight Club. I forgot. I for- forget his name. I, but. but that doesn't bother me so much because, of course, there were for the long well, for the first few movies. I didn't know that the Incredible Hulk is it Knowlton or Knowlton? I can't remember the dude's name. Edward Norton. Edward Norton. Yeah, yeah, Edward Norton. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Um, of course, that one more so because of his. I guess he was hard to yeah. work with. Well, apparently he didn't want to come back. Oh. That's what I heard. 
And that's the same with Terrence Howard. It was like they dropped the ball as far as not wanting to come Damn. back to the MCU. I thought it was so. Marvel. They originally signed him on for the first movie with the expectation that for the second movie that he'd be paid a certain amount of money. Now, whenever they realized that Iron Man took off the way that it did, they ended up having to, I guess, not slice his budget for Terrence Howard, but that money, the because of the resurgence of Robert Downey Jr. is like, oh, got to pay this guy a little bit more money, and it's got to come yeah. from somewhere. So the fat has to be trimmed from somewhere, and because at the time, Terrence Howard was close to the top of where, not the peak of his career, but he was he was an ascending star, I guess you could say. Yeah. And of course, Robert Downey Jr. They weren't sure if he was gonna you know be successful or not, but you know that's just a risk you gotta take when you're you know back against the yeah. wall, but. Uh, he probably sorry, didn't know it was gonna, they were going to take off like that anyway. Nah, so, I don't think anybody I mean, could have imagined that. In the end, that. Don Cheeto, he's killed the role oh, replacing him. So there's just, it's just me being oh, particular. Like, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. For the most part, you would agree, though, that they've gotten those roles like fit, right? <laughs> Who, nah, I mean, they're, they're, they haven't dropped the ball on anybody. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm okay. busy. They haven't dropped. I don't think they've dropped okay. the ball on anybody. I, mean, I would have liked to yeah. see more of uh, Anthony Hopkins as uh, Odin, but I mean that. You know, yeah, that that comes with the territory of them writing him out or whatever. But, but a lot of people didn't like uh, Michael B. Jordan casted as Killmonger. I do remember that. But yeah, and then we saw the movie and. You would agree yeah. that he would play that role really his, well. Yeah, he did his thing. Right. So I yeah. So for the most part, I mean, it's and if there's they they shooting good from the field, so to speak. They they make more than they miss. So Kevin Feige, who has guided this MCU ship for a while, he 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 he's done a pretty good job, I can I can say so. Whether it's John Krasinski or somebody else, I, I always have confidence that you know they'll be a good fit for it. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes, bro. As long as I get the Silver Surfer back yeah. in the MCU, I ain't tripping. I'm good on that. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. And of course, Doctor Doom, because because Doom is probably one of the best villains in the MCU, or not best villains, but best, one of the best characters in the MCU. Mm-hmm. They have to get a good actor. Yeah. We'll see how it shakes. So on the video game side, Dane, we talked about a few months ago, I sent you a text about this game that came out last year called Maximum Football 2019. Maximum Football. And it was, it's a small development team, maybe four or five people that created this video game with full customization stuff. You know, we've missed NCAA college football for a while. so. They came out with this game, you know, and it graphically and gameplay wise, I don't know if you ever got to play a game, but I played it. It was tough. It was a tough game. Yeah, it was it was the looker. Right. It was a tough game, but for that small development team, it was it was fun in the aspect that you got to create play a college football playoff. You got to mm-hmm. recruit things that we enjoyed on the old college football games that they stopped making. And so right. 
it was a great attempt to, you know, bring in what we've been missing about college football. But as far as gameplay goes, as far as physics goes, stuff like that, it kind of wasn't the best. And so this same, this same game is coming out. Yeah, it was awful. It was awful. So this same game is coming out in September of 2020. And they announced that since January, they had to deal with this development studio called Unity. And they signed a deal with them. And they've already been working with them for the past few months to help boost all the stuff that us that played the game felt was bad as far as physics, graphics, all that. And so it, it was only four or five people working on this game. So imagine stuff that goes into a video game, video game is probably crazy. And so they only have four or five people working. And I can only imagine how tough it is to come out with a college football game when you only have four or five people working on it. So I'm going to just take a few quotes from this thing they announced. So on January 24th, Canuck Play tweeted hints to this exciting news that they signed an agreement that will make the impact of maximum football a good one. So they signed with Unity Professional Services to assist in the development of the 2020 version. Um, it's going to improve game performance, frame rate, lighting, obstacle player avoidance, camp, game physics, um, as well as the replay system and stuff like that. And there's a bunch of other different quotes. And I won't go into it too deep, but we've voiced our displeasure on this podcast and to each other, Dane, with EA Sports and the Madden franchise. And we won't go into that. Um, 2K Sports. <laughs> Bro, we'll be here all day. <laughs> Um, 2K Sports oh, is coming out with an NFL game. It's not going to be 11 on 11, but some type of arcade style game. We don't know NFL what that's going to be. Right. And so to have this alternative of a game, you know, we don't, we're not necessarily happy with what EA Sports is doing with Madden and to not have NCAA football to have this company kind of get any help they can with some backing to try to improve the game. I'm all for it. Hopefully it'll work out for the best as far as gameplay and stuff that was wrong with this version. It was only 20 bucks as well. So it's not like dropping 50 bucks on the game. I just hope that, you know, they, if we can get any glimpse of what NCAA 14, they can even give me NCAA 14 graphics and throw it on there. I'll be satisfied because Personally, I think that's one of the best sports games. And we'll, I want to have that discussion to top sports games ever made. We can do that later. But Ooh. I think even if they bring back some of the – I know they necessarily can't bring back – if it's anything similar to what I enjoyed about NCAA 14 and that NCAA football series as a whole, dang. Sounds I, very selfish. I'm selfish on this <laughs> But proceed. I don't, I don't <laughs> you have my attention. Yeah. If it's anything similar to uh, that series, I'd be satisfied. If they just tweak, you know, get that the graphics and the engine kind of right, I think it'll be a great game for 2020. So did you get to play it at all? And if so, what were your problems with it? And does this news of this even excite you at all or make you feel optimistic? What do you think? I watched the gameplay. Okay. That's the extent of my experience, and that's that's what I knew. I mean, I knew it was a small team, um, so shout out to those guys for putting out the product and having 
the vision to go out there and do something like that. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Sort of like, yeah, I, I, I have nothing. But it, I'm not going to, they did, I'm sure they did the best they could possibly do with what they had. So shout out to them for doing that and setting the groundwork for hopefully what we're going to get in the coming seasons. Yeah. So. I know we're really excited. I know I was texting you screenshots from the game before it came out because it legit looked like yeah. um, something that would be worth playing worthwhile. And I think another thing that's hurting it, it hurt the game is not online. You can't play online with your friends, which kind of sucks in that aspect, but just make it, I don't know how easy or hard this is, but just make it somewhat similar to what I loved about NCAA 14. And I think you have a good product. Cause that's what Without people copying it. And even right now, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. Dang, yeah. I don't know if you've seen it, but like people are still playing the game. I still play it. I know you played it for a while. I don't yeah, know they still have the, like people still still the servers up. Yeah. Servers still, still play up. other people online. Yeah. So I would think just hone it in and, Hopefully, with this announcement that they're partnering with the studio, that you know they can make the game a little better um, and give us something worthwhile while NCAA is doing NCAA like things. So, thanks. Yeah, man. If you are still with us, we appreciate it. We thank you on. We thank you for joining this audio or video journey we are putting out this podcast two ways now dane we are moving on up like george jefferson bro all right on that note uh everyone <laughs> give Deontay a nice round of applause um, for you. not telling you any awkward like jokes like that one he just did hater alert right, skin so my blood g help <laughs> hater alert and no, i'm playing bro but yeah we're just trying to create man we're just trying to i mean we're in the house all day so why not right just create the best content that we can create and hopefully this will be something we'll be able to continue depending on you know how technology works out so so far so good bro if you want to hit the record button this time I did hit the record button. We're recording. Thank you for letting the audience know that. But uh, they would have found out one way or another. Would have leaked to a source. Yeah, leaked the source out. We are. If you want to find us on social media, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Dieps Right Steps, and the podcast is on Twitter and Instagram as well at Duo SNS Podcast and. This video portion of the podcast, we will release maybe two or three days after the audio version. As soon as I figure out how to make this quality pretty good and get it on there on all our platforms. Probably, we're probably going to have to put this on YouTube because that's the only format that will probably be able to hold this whole episode. This true. So we'll have a, uh, a YouTube page up pretty soon. Dane, anything you got to say, bro? Uh, be responsible, man. Yeah. So we can get over this whole thing. Wash your hands. Wash behind your ears. Chill with your peeps. FaceTime your friends. 
Yeah. Uh, you get bored, just go to the store, buy a board game or a deck of cards or something and play with your significant other or your friends or, I don't know, read a book. Yeah. Uh, you know, Zoom practice multiplication or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I have nothing, literally. Uh, that's all I got. Yeah. This was pretty fun, man. Yeah, bro. This was pretty fun. It was fun. It was exciting. I could see your face while we record, crack jokes, and make fun of my facial expressions, and make fun of this quarantine nasty beard that I have. And I got the hat on because the hair is out of this world bad. So hopefully we'll be able to continue to do this video portion of the podcast. Audio portion, we're still rocking and rolling day to not day to day, but you know, as episodes go. So we appreciate it so much. Continue to stay safe, wash your hands, cover your mouth when you cough, sneeze if you're in public, social distance if you have to go out, uh, get some exercise as well. Um, and just yes, do do your part to, you know, flatten the curve and help us get back to normalcy. So if that's it, my brother, it was a great video podcasts and great audio as well so i'm yeah. excited i'm excited and continue i'm glad we got this thing the first yeah. inaugural video podcast uh recorded even if it never sees the light of day <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah oh yeah. also shout out to uh the new intro we got a video intro that you know you saw when this video started and then for the audio listeners, we have a new audio intro. So that is something cool. We we trying to we trying to do some things over here, man. We trying to we trying to make it look official and professional. So with that being said, man, we out this mug and y'all be easy. <laughs> <laughs>